0: Welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. This is Adam once again here with the Deacon himself, Alex Deacon. Alex, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I am doing well because I want good. to know. Well, and you look well. Well, well thank you, sir. Yes. I, I, I aim to please. Uh, you're looking healthy today. You're thank looking you. great. Um, what I want to know about today, though, is, and this is why we're here, uh, it's not about our good looks, although that's part of it. Uh, it's mostly about, uh, listen, I'm lazy. I need to know how I can get rich while I'm in my pajamas, man. And this is something we kind of touched upon in one of your shorts. Uh, but you know, let's let's go let's go long form into it. Let's talk about it a little bit. And um, you know, this is how, how you really analyze properties. You know, just from your home, uh, where you can get a lot done to to get ahead of the game, so to speak.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So the first thing I I emphasize is, and I start a lot of my training off with this is as far as hours in a week right there's 168 so there's not much time in a week right right so it's so important to be able to utilize your time analyze properties at home with a laptop or your computer and you know you just need to be able to be really really good at that okay so that's we're going to dive into this is actually probably like a whole day course okay on how to do this properly and this is probably something that um I mean we're just we're going to do a half hour or so on this but this this is not enough. I mean really what you're going to do is take what I'm telling you today and then expand on it and do what you think is going to increase your productivity and become really good at this.
0: I made the joke in in our in the short that we have out on uh, on iTunes and Spreaker and SoundCloud and, and Google Play and guys, make sure you're subscribing and liking and you know giving us all the praise you know, praises that you can. Uh, but the one thing I mentioned on there was that it, it's almost like, you know, you know, Pittsburgh's we're we're here in Pittsburgh, it's a it's a sports rich city. It's almost kinda like you're setting up your game plan for success. Just like, you know, the Steelers would on a Sunday or the Pirates.
1: Well, they don't have much success, but uh, you know, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you're doing is you're analyzing thousands of properties and then you're whittling that down to the ones that are going to produce the most profit, okay. you know? So, yeah, it is kind of your game plan. Okay? And that's what we're going to dive into today.
0: Okay, now, what's when you say uh when you say you can you can get rich sitting at home in your pajamas. I mean, there's no humanly way possible. Yeah, the,
1: only, the only reason I say that is it makes you want to listen to the podcast. There you right? go. There you go. You know. So it is so true, though. You can, but there's so much more that, that behind the scenes. It's hard work. There's no substitution for hard work. So don't let that get don't let that fool you. You're not going to get rich at home in your pajamas. But here we're going to dive into it. you ready. You ready to start? Yes, okay. sir. First of all. The, the most important thing, nothing can ever take place of you seeing the property firsthand, visually seeing it, right? Because let's just take an example. A three bedroom home is not equal to another three bedroom home, correct? Correct. Okay, so one three bedroom home could have a third bedroom that's nine by eight. The other three bedroom home that's very similar in square footage could have a third bedroom that's 11 by 12. So now you have three bedrooms and a very useful third bedroom where that first home is a three bedroom with a very unuseful third bedroom. That makes a major impact on value. So room sizes are important, but nothing can take place of seeing the property firsthand, walking through the rooms, seeing the neighborhood. Again, the neighborhoods can range drastically, like uh, there's an area around here called Swickley. Okay, so is pretty prevalent, great school district. We bought a house. Home of MTV's Dan Cortez? No. Yes. And um, <laughs> the P- Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, a lot of the right. Penguins are there. Lemuel okay. there. Yeah. So there's, you know, we own a house over there that's probably a half a million dollar home. Wow. But it's not a half a million dollar home because where, where ours is located, completely different neighborhood. Same school district within, you know, a 10 minute walk of the expensive neighborhood, but completely, completely different. So super, super huge that you know how to delineate what's a $500,000 house and what's a $200,000 house, right? It almost goes back to the old saying, the other side of the tracks, so to speak. So true. That is so true. Okay, so if you want to invest in real estate, time is always the enemy. So you can't possibly drive by a 1,000 homes a month or a week unless you have nothing else to do. So you have to become super efficient at analyzing these properties from your home. Otherwise, you're already behind the eight ball. What are some of the better
0: ways that you can do this analysis from home versus going on the road?
1: Well, one of the the biggest thing is you have to, starting out, you really have to focus on a particular area. So given you only have so much time on this earth, correct? You only have time in a day. You can't focus on every neighborhood in Pittsburgh and be effective. Right, it just, It's impossible. So you have to realize, okay, geographically, where do I live? Where do I work? Where do I spend most of my time? Do I have a bowling league on Thursday nights? Do I visit grandmother on, on Wednesdays at the old folks' home? And make kind of a triangular or a radius of the area that you are frequenting most so you can save time.
0: Especially if your kids have dance, they play sports, you know, you could always yes. set up neighborhoods around, you know, during practices, drop your kid yeah. off, hit that, those neighborhoods That's up.
1: where I would start, okay? And once you become really good with knowing the neighborhoods, knowing the demographics, and you have more time to analyze and, and, and research these properties, then you can expand your radius of areas. But for now, keep it tight, okay? Okay. So what can also help tremendously is if you're dealing with um, a thousand homes a month. We're just going to use that for for this for this um, session. So a thousand homes a month. What helps tremendously are pictures, right? Oh. So there's pictures on Zillow, on the internet, on the multi list. There's pictures that maybe are for sale by owner. Wherever you can find pictures, a picture says a thousand words. Okay. Uh, detailed room sizes. We talked about that earlier. It's real important to know approximately what the, the room sizes are. Three or four or five bedroom doesn't tell me anything because a five bedroom house can be 1,500 square feet. Right. A five bedroom house can be 8,000 square feet, right? So right. super critical. There's a good website that you'll get to know if you're buying something on in Allegheny County, which is one of the counties here in Western PA. And the county website is very helpful It's showing you the lot size and giving you a general idea about the house it's not super accurate but it's a good idea their lot sizes are pretty darn accurate though so you can see sometimes by looking at a lot like for instance we bought something over an area called brighton heights which is Northside. it's pittsburgh school district this particular home if i didn't go on the county website and the way we bought the home we wouldn't have known that the garage came with it. It had a funky L-shaped lot. Okay. Literally, it went back, and then it, went t- it took a left turn behind someone's <laughs> property. Because it looked like that garage went with the house next to us. It didn't. That garage went with this house. This house had probably 30 steps to get to the front door and on-street parking. So that additional off-street parking garage in the back, which was level, you'd walk out of the garage into the house, made a huge impact on price. So, knowing how to use that website, knowing the lot dimensions, doing a, like a Google Earth to see, okay, maybe if you don't know the neighborhood, what if just behind that house is a firehouse, right? right. So, every third or fourth day, that siren's going off. Or there's railroad tracks behind that house. I might not want to get in my car if there's a nuclear dump site right behind the right. house. I mean, yeah. that's like, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm being ridiculous, but... It just gives you a general idea. Don't right. get in your car if there are obvious reasons why the house is priced at half of what it should be. Right. Okay. Right.
0: Now, with with those two, are those good ways that you know? Because you know, obviously, I think early on, uh, especially if you're if you're familiar with the with neighbor, you know, the neighborhoods in your area, this sounds like something you could really hammer home. And once you become even more familiar with the neighborhoods, I mean, I, I remember you saying literally just. Right across the street, could the homes could, you know, not necessarily double in value, but at times, you know, just a couple houses down or that's all it takes, right? Mm-hmm.
1: A good example is uh, if anybody knows Mount Washington, there are, there's a street up there called Grandview. Grandview mm-hmm. can have a view of the city. A view of the city can be worth a million dollars. Wow. Two streets over, maybe one street over, that same house is $200,000. So again, that's off the charts crazy, but that is the kind of thing you need to know, the fine nuances where even a street can be 10% difference in value. Sometimes 10% is all my margin. That's all I'm going to make. I'm going to make $15,000 on this house. If I screw up and do my, anal- I analyze this incorrectly, my profits just went to zero. And
0: that goes back to just Period. smashing the rule of thumb like we talked about yes, before. Yes,
1: exactly. So we talked about saving time, pictures of the property, right? Detailed room sizes, description of the property, uh, balance. Here's here's one that most people don't think of. So before you get in your car and drive over there because you're so excited that this sounds like a great deal, what are the balance of any liens on the property? So let's just say there's a great home for sale on Grandview Avenue in Mount Washington, and it's $300,000, Three hundred thousand dollars, and you know for a fact, if you did all your research, you say, you know what, the ARV, or after repair value, on that house is going to be at least eight hundred thousand dollars, because it sold six years ago for seven hundred thousand. This guy only wants three. I'm gonna run up there right now. Well, the questions you might want to ask this for sale by owner are, do you have any liens on the property? Well, yeah, we have a first mortgage. We have a mortgage. Okay, do you have any other mortgages? Uh, well, we have a line of credit. So some people don't realize that that line of credit is a lien on the house. I mean, I've had that many times. So, so okay, so let me step back, Mr. Owner. You have two mortgages. No, no, it's a line of credit. Well, what's the second line of credit? What's the line of credit? Oh, it's $150,000. Okay, and what do you what do you owe on that? Because a line of credit, you could owe zero, right? It's just a line. Right. Right. He says, well, we owe $140,000. Okay, so you have a $300,000 mortgage, and you just want to break even but now you just told me you have $150,000 more. Now you owe four fifty, dollars and I'm estimating the property to be worth $700,000, $800,000. Now you're thinking twice about going there. Can I ask you this? Do you have any other any other liens on the property that you're aware of? Well, there's, a, there's this little tax, this IRS lien thing, but that's on me. Now, it may not be on you. It may be on you and the property. Okay. So now, or or do you owe any child support? I mean, you don't want to ask people these questions, but I'm so you got to think if this guy's like behind on his tax returns and uh, what else is there? So he could be behind on child support, have tax IRS liens, and blah, blah, blah. So now you find out he owes $700,000 on the house. Don't go see it. It's probably a complete waste of your time because it's going to be too difficult. It's just, it may still be a property to go see but put it on the back burner probably at this point so those are things you don't think about that i'm trying to help you think outside the box so you don't waste a lot of time because this is very difficult business and wasting time can just cost you thousands because you spent two hours going to look at this house touring it and meanwhile, you missed a good deal that was three streets over because somebody else got it before you did.
0: Say, so and we, we, you know, the one thing that we keep talking about, there's a constant, and that is time is money. You know, what we're really trying to do here is, is you know, you know, help you guys maximize your time. And you know, what, what's just a real quick question before you carry on, what? shouldn't investors assume you know and just like you you had great uh, a couple of great points there don't assume going in someone's gonna have a clean record they might owe the IRS this amount of money they might they might owe back childs farm I mean you know we really don't know what people have in their personal lives um, you know like you mentioned about about Mount Washington you know uh, the million dollar home versus a two hundred thousand home. Uh, you know, for me, I think that there's there's a lot of people that assume that certain neighborhoods, because of whatever the neighborhood is, might not be as valuable as other neighborhoods. When, and more often than not, that's not the case. It has nothing to do with who
1: resides per se in that neighborhood. A lot of times, it's just positioning of the houses. Correct? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And in many cases, it has nothing to do with like recent sales because the market is changing up there. Let's just say because Uber's moving in, they're building a. 8,000 square foot complex, and they're moving in some some CEOs from the area. Those are kind of the things. Those are the things with the intrinsic value that you will not see anywhere. You just have to kind of be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And some of that is is sometimes uh, it's speculative because you yeah. So Uber's moving in. So what does that mean? Does that mean that they're going to move in 10,000 people? No, they might even be moving in 100 people. So how's 100 people moving in to this area? going to just affect the value of a 5000 you know right. house area it's it's probably not all that much so some of it's speculative but i'm just trying to keep you on track the the, the audience so they do their due diligence listen cuz you're always going to make mistakes you're always going to waste time i'm trying to limit the waste of time that's all and and when i buy investment properties i continually learn and grow and the main point is not sometimes how much profit you make, but it's how much risk you've mitigated, you know? Gotcha. How much risk, how much money you've lost that you were able to control. It's the yeah. it's the old
0: risk versus reward aspect of it. Yeah. Is, the, is the juice worth the squeeze, so to speak?
1: Correct. Okay, so just the basics. We talked about pictures and room sizes. Um, you know, having all of these before you jump in your car is always much easier and makes your life simpler. In most cases, you'll get some of it, but rarely you'll get all of it. So sometimes you just got to jump in the car and go. Okay, now here's some basics that you might not think about, and these are all, I mean, completely basic. Like, for instance, the address. Maybe you should get the address and the zip code, okay? Super important. A good example, Ohio River Boulevard. It's a property that we had managed at my property management company and it's a very long street and there's probably two or three different zip codes on that street we sent over our repairman to tear down a deck so he stopped at the property he said the deck was pretty bad he tore it down ripped it out done gone Um, came back later to clean up some debris and such and uh, whoever lived there left a note Uh, We've been meaning to tear this deck down. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Something blah, blah, blah. So he's panicking. He hightailed it out of there. And we realized that my property manager gave him the wrong zip code. So somebody got a deck torn down for free. And that's no lie. (laughs) That's a true story. So know the address and the zip code. Super important to know that. And maybe before you go see the property look on the county website make sure who you're talking to indeed is the owner and make sure that it is the correct zip code go on the county website just verify that it takes a second to do Um, find out if there's any back taxes also we talked about liens but you on the on the Allegheny County website I'm not sure about Beaver County and Butler I think they're a little bit behind on the the, um, having stuff online but check to see if they're behind on their taxes and it's easy on the county website you just click Uh, tax history and it shows you if they're behind on their county taxes there's a really high probability because that's the cheapest that they're not paying their local or their school taxes if they're not paying their county you can be darn sure they're not paying their school which can be three or four or five times more wow okay so that just means they're already they're not being honest with you or forthright or they don't even know right you know so why is why is it important to know how many bedrooms and how many bathrooms i think that's pretty darn obvious that's right? one
0: even i understand yes yeah. but,
1: <laughs> but again you need to know these things and where are the bathrooms okay it's oh it's a three bathroom house and five bedrooms okay whoa that's awesome um are any of the or where are the bathrooms well there's two in the basement and there's one be- bedroom in the basement and One of the bathrooms really just a toilet. It's called a Pittsburgh toilet, Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. potty. So you need to find out where those bedrooms are, where the bathrooms are. You'll get better at asking questions and researching this as you go. I'm just trying to get you to think basic i mean this is not high tech this a lot of this is basic stuff before you jump in your car and and run
0: a lot of it's the the little nuances that you would you wouldn't think that we would notice like like you were saying in uh when we when we did the abbreviated version you know just buy pictures you can look at windows see if you need to do repairs on windows you can look at siding you you know there's a lot that you can take in to work into what the money that you're going to put into into a property into an investment
1: yeah i guess that's a good good segue for uh, here's a Here's a plug for Google, like they need it, right? (laughs) The one company that doesn't need it. My God, Google Earth is the most amazing tool, right? Some of the – so when you go on there, some of the pictures, they're dated too, right? Some of them are like 2016. Mm -hmm. But literally, that house hasn't changed a whole lot since 2016. So you can literally see the siding, the windows. It's, It's just incredible. That alone is a huge time saver. So Google Earth is just magnificent. And that's going to give you some of those um, pictures that are four or five years old, probably fairly still accurate, but you know you still need to go see the house ultimately. But the next thing you want to do is research the value and see if the property is upside down. Okay, so what do I mean by that? If you're talking to the owner and they say, "I'm selling my house," okay, great. Can I come out and see it? No, that's not the question you want to ask. How much? What do you owe on the property? We already talked about first mortgage, second mortgage. Let's just say they only have one mortgage, and you know that, and they know that. They're being forthright with you. We owe $250,000. Okay. Then maybe you hang up the phone. You do a little research, and you realize that that house, three doors down, same house, sold for $300,000 three weeks ago. Same house, very similar, finishings, fairly new, blah, 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 right? You're probably not going to go and see that house. Okay. If it's two hundred fifty thousand, and the house down the street sold for three hundred, there's just not enough margin there. Right. You have cost to buy, you have cost to rehab, you have cost to sell. There's not enough margin there. Right. So you know, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, but uh, I think you know this is not something I'd be interested in. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, do a quick CMA. So CMA is just a short uh, for comparable market summary or comparable market analysis. Okay. okay? So you do a CMA by pulling up recent sales in the area. So that same person who called you and said, I want to sell my house for $250,000. Okay, great. What's your balance? My balance is two hundred forty. dollars I just want to make enough to, to pay it off and pay any costs and such. Okay, let me get back to you. Let me do some research on it you pull up recent sales in that neighborhood so sometimes it's really easy to do like if you're if you're living in a subdivision that has one thousand homes and ryan homes or miranda or heartland homes built that plan chances are there's like five to ten different styles of home that's it in that whole plan so it's really easy to do a market analysis it's very simple it's different when you're dealing with again grandview avenue which is you know a 200 year old community right and you have a property on Grandview Avenue versus one, two streets down, and the houses are completely different. Completely different, right? Uncle Bob and 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 Jack, the the mailman, built the house, right? Because they worked at the steel mill down the street, mm-hmm. and then you have a bunch of rich people that had professional contractors build the ones on Grandview. So it's just completely different, you know. It, so it's easier to do a market analysis in a plan of homes versus. Uh, an older neighborhood now how do you do a market analysis again that's that's something we could discuss and talk about for 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 hours and hours but a market analysis is simply an appraisal an appraiser does this for the bank they typically show the bank three to six recent sales those recent sales have to be within a year and they have to be relatively close and in the same school district that's typically a good appraisal some aren't that easy to do. And where do you find those recent sales? You have to go onto the internet and look at different sites. I pull all of my sites off the West Penn List because I'm an agent and I can do that. But there are other sites that you can get onto that will pull up similar information. So that, again, that will save you a whole lot of time knowing that if the house is upside down and there's just not another enough skin in the game, you don't have to be rude to the person. You just tell them, look, I, I just, I'm not interested because I don't think this is going to happen. That's
0: where we always say it. Sometimes it's better know your hand and fold when appropriate. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay, so here's another question. Why should you never take a person's word for the condition of a house? Why okay. do you think that is? See, I don't know. Do you
0: think any of us, uh, you know, well, let's say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I would say that we all look at our own uh, as... As a lot grander, we we all have delusions of grandeur. I guess, grandeur, I guess, is the best way of saying it. So when we look at my house, I mean,
1: I think it's a palace, but it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking to the, the a homeowner, and they've got they, they've raised, raised three kids there, and you know it's they have memories in that house. That house to them is a palace, mm-hmm. and it looks like a palace, and it feels like a palace in their eyes. So if the person tells you, yeah, oh, we just updated the kitchen and the carpet's brand new. Heck, if you ask my mom, my own mother, about the carpeting in her house, she says, yeah, that carpet's almost new. Hey, okay, I'm 50. That carpet was there when I was 10. <laughs> and I am not <laughs> kidding. I am not kidding.
0: Now, that's the that, that's a Pittsburgh carpet. Like you talked yeah. about a Pittsburgh, a uh, Pittsburgh And it's 20. really not in bad <laughs> shape either because she's
1: completely... <laughs> meticulous as all can be but it again it's in the eye of the beholder as you said so never take a person's word for the condition of the house because uh, a seller thinks their home is a palace a buyer is going to see it like an old car broken down out front of an old shack the seller sees it as, as a palace mm-hmm. so there's it's no difference you can't take somebody's word for it that's why pictures are super important current pictures all right, so the next thing you do is once you get through, yes, there's no tax liens and the property is not upside down and it's it's in an area that I'd like to focus in. It's close to home. Uh, there's enough bedrooms. There's enough there's enough meat on the bone where I can make money there. Another thing you want to do is check to see the precise location. Right. Okay. What I like to stay away from is houses that have a lot of steps. Okay, so if a house has twenty or thirty or forty steps. It's not that you can't buy a home and make money on those properties, but you just have to equ you know equate a different value to those properties than one has a level entry. So that same house that sells for two thirty, those steps, those twenty or thirty steps may be equal to twenty thousand dollars. Right. Okay? Or you could possibly get the same price, but it's gonna take four or six months longer to sell okay so what have you gained there if your holding costs are two thousand a month and it's taken you six months to sell it longer then you've lost twelve thousand dollars and do you think a lot of times too
0: you're limiting your potential investors too uh, whenever you're whenever you whenever you pick up a property and you look at it and, and let's say there's 15 steps to get up to the front door then you get inside the house then there's 10 more steps to get up to the second floor you know like you know, we we're talking about steps here You know, a lot of times people don't want to. Do you feel like you're minimizing the potential buyers in in that scenario?
1: Absolutely. So you have to look at it from a different point of view. You have to kind of look at it from the outside looking in. What is a buyer going to want? Okay? And you really have to... You know, it's not something that you can learn by reading a book, or I can teach you here. You're going to have to learn that over years and years of just knowing what the market wants. Just starting to trust okay. your instincts, like yeah. we talked about. Yeah, you need to know what the market wants. All right. So, what what can we talk about next? There's so much more. I mean, we could go on for a long time talking. About that you know, what,
0: that's a that's a really uh, intriguing intriguing question too. That that I, I see rolling across here. You know, what if a house looks fantastic? On the outside, and you get there, and all of a sudden you get to the backyard, and well, there is no backyard. That's mm-hmm. why there were no pictures online. That's why you couldn't, you know, you really couldn't see it on on uh, on Google Earth, because uh, the backyard. The reason why there is none is it's a highway. You know. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you're gonna waste time. Sometimes you're gonna waste time. You're gonna you're gonna get there, and you're gonna be like, oh, why did I just drove an hour through traffic? and holy crap so you get to the backyard and there's a 20-foot retaining wall yep and behind the backyard is houses so in an overhead view you wouldn't see that right but you get to that backyard it's a 20-foot retaining wall and it's falling over and it happens to be your retaining wall just run because that (laughs) that that wall could cost just way way more than it's worth to fix okay so that's a good example retaining wall in the backyard um shoot there could be a, a, a literally a, a six-lane highway in the backyard so it, it may not essentially be in the backyard but it may be 200 yards down right. right to the parkway right so there's a there's a street in green tree i think it's called park view and it doesn't view a park it views the parkway. so in the in this winter when all the leaves are gone you can legitimately hear that traffic and see it So that's going to affect the value. Again, it's a great area, good school district, but that same house on the other side of Parkview, literally across the street, could be worth 10 or 20% more. That's how critical it is to know the market and know what the public wants and what they don't want. And I would imagine this applies to you know obviously we're
0: using examples here in the greater Pittsburgh area in Western Pennsylvania in the Western in the Pittsburgh tri-state area, but these rules apply to investing all across the country. I mean, this is any neighborhood
1: in any state, anywhere. I would imagine, correct, Alex? Yeah, this is this is like global. I mean, people are people. They, I mean, for the most part, people want a you know you want a quiet street, you want a white picket fence, you want a level yard, a level backyard. I mean, yeah, it's it's not rocket science. Right. It's just there's fine nuances, and there's really there's a fine line between being highly successful, being successful, being average, and being a failure. There's really really fine lines, and I don't consider myself highly successful in any way. And success is irrelevant. It's success is whatever you make success to be. I'm just saying to be respected and good in your industry. Uh, There's a fine line between being super good at it. and I mean, there's no different than a golfer, right? So we'll use Tiger Woods because he's the most common name that everybody knows. But Tiger Woods was probably one of the best golfers that ever walked the planet. Absolutely. And he was probably, I don't know the exact stats, but he might have been one shot or a half a shot better than the number two golfer. And that's a super fine line, Right. right? right? So... Um, I don't know what my point it's, is, but
0: well, it's almost that you know they always say there's that there's that <laughs> fine line that, you know you never know if somebody is or they it's that fine line between genius and insanity you know what I mean you kind of have to That's like toe that good way one, to put but, it yeah yeah and it sounds like for for someone like me and, and and you guys I'm here I'm I'm here learning just like all of you are at home. Uh, But it sounds like for me, like when we break this down in almost its most simplistic form, it seems like the steps that we're talking about are plan. You know, when we're talking about you know making money from your couch in your pajamas, you're not obviously going to just sit in your pajamas all day. But it sounds like it's planning. Utilize every tool you can, whether it be Zillow, whether it be Google Earth, whether it be you know whatever whatever you can pull from the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, Do your research, and that goes back into uh, you know. Bank debts, different things like that. See what you can find out, and then trusting your instincts as well. Um, I, you know, it sounds to me like these are these are steps that everybody should be thinking of. I mean, I I am, am a total novice when it comes to investing, uh, but it sounds like for me that's the first thing that I pulled out.
1: Yeah, here's I'm going to do something. I mean, you guys aren't, or who are listening, aren't be able to see this, but I'm going to go on to the multi list, okay? And I'm going to pull up because I think what's happening. I don't want you. I don't want the listeners to think, holy cow, it takes like four hours to analyze one property. It doesn't. Once you get to know the market, uh, you'll be able to zip through properties really, really quick. That's why I say, stay close to home and have that radius. So I'm going to pull up a market that I know really well on the multi-list and see what's for sale.
0: And we're utilizing the West Penn multi-list.
1: Yes. So what did I do wrong there? it Zero to a hundred results. There, no. all right. We'll just we'll jump on this one. Okay, so we're gonna look at about thirty properties. I'm gonna show you how quick this can be done. I want you get to know the market. Okay. Okay. This first one, um, I would go look at that. Okay. So right now, guys. But it happens out. to be my property. There you go. Right.
0: Well, of course. But uh, I would look at. it I mean, it's an
1: amazing know. price. It's a great neighborhood. That's why we, been, we just put on the market yesterday. We've been getting flooded, flooded from investors because it's such a great deal. But when you get there, you realize, holy crap, this house needs a boatload of work. So I would go see that one. That would be a huge mistake, but that would be one of those ones where you just can't help yourself. All right. uh, here's one in a neighborhood that um, I know quite well, and to be honest with you, that's not a bad deal. So I would click that one. I'm just looking at the, the picture of the house. The front looks decent. Uh, the price is really appealing. I would look at the pictures real quick, so I'm gonna zip through here. I got seventeen pictures. I like it. Good woodwork. I can see it needs flooring, it needs some windows. little TLC. So I can really, really like tell you right now I'm nice gonna probably windows put, on there? I'm gonna put thirty thousand into that minimum. Okay? So at the price they're asking, with the price I have to put into it, and looking at how long it's been on the market. So it just came on the market literally two days ago. To be honest with you, I'm not excited about it now. I'm probably not going to go look at that one. And that's how quick, boom, boom. That's boom. how quick. Only because the average investor is going to go run out and look at it because it's a good price. But I could tell you right now, I'm going to put at least thirty thousand into it. Thirty thousand plus what they're asking for it. I already have close to what it's worth. So and the list
0: price is a little under fifteen thousand, correct? Fifteen thousand. So yeah. you would almost you would be putting two hundred percent of the of the cost into it. So all over again.
1: At the end of the day, I'll have you know thirty plus fifteen. Plus another five for just holding costs and such. What is that? That's thirty fifty thousand. Maybe it's worth sixty five or seventy. But then I got costs to sell, and blah blah blah. Plus it's new to the market. It's gonna. It's just this. This is where my gut kicks in. I'm not gonna go see it because I know the market. And the next one isn't a
0: good. No, I was gonna say, All and right. I think this is. This goes back to when when you said it's it's. You know, at the beginning, you might not know this, and that's that's okay, guys. You know, it, it, but it's all about trusting your instincts as you grow as an investor. Because, like you said, every you know, you, you you'll get a better idea on, on how to budget repairs. How yeah,
1: to budget. your fir- your first deal may take you a freaking full year from the <laughs> time you find it to the time you finish it and sell it—a full year to do one deal—and then the next one may take six months, and the yeah. next one takes three months. And then you're doing four or five a month. You know, yep, and that's how. I mean, that's the way it's gonna pan out. It's gonna play out that way. You're not gonna jump from a superstar from uh, sitting the bench. It's just not gonna happen. Right? Can't go
0: from zero to sixty that quick.
1: Can't do it. Uh, Next one is in South Fayette, good school district. Uh, Let's see, it's just was just listed two days ago. So why is that important to me? When it's just listed. I mean, unless it's like a super, super deal, and I'm I'm talking, when it's just listed, you need to get out there and look at it today. Not tomorrow, not two days from now, today. Then you need to see who has it listed. Is it a corporate-owned listing? Is it a bank foreclosure? Is it a HUD home? Because HUD homes, they have a 10, a 10 to 20-day period where only owner-occupants can bid on it. So I'm not going to run out and look at a home that I can't even bid on because I'm an LLC and I'm going to be buying it as an investment because I'm not going to get it. It's not going to happen, believe me. So I don't even get in my car. I don't get excited about it. So this particular home, I'm looking at the pictures of it. Great school district. I know the area. It's a part of South Fayette that's you know, not the best, but uh, this doesn't look like a bad property. I would probably jump in my car and go look at that one or set up an, an appointment to go see it, okay? Or right, I'd do a little bit more research on it. So that's the fourth one we've looked at?
0: I was going to say, that's about the fourth
1: house. It's the fourth one. Okay. Fourth, or
0: fourth property, rather, in about five minutes,
1: six minutes. Yep, and we're going to get a lot faster because I'm talking. So literally, I'm, I'm clicking every 30 seconds or less here. So this one, definitely go see it. It's new to the market. It could be a great deal. I know the agent. I know the area. Uh, there's one that's, that's too much money. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> that's too much money. Nope, too much money. Uh, nope. Maybe. I'm going to click that one. That's one I'm going to research a little more. Am I coming across when I'm turning my oh, head? Oh, yeah. Okay. That okay. uh, uh, That is got potential, but it's so new to the market, I don't know if there's much room left or there's room on that one. Uh, no. Nope. 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 Maybe that's a really good price twenty thousand dollars for Ingram. Ingram's a good school district.
0: Now, see, and and the reason why we're doing this, uh, audience at home, is we're just kind of giving you the, just showing you how easy and quick you can, you know, you can really simplify the the early end of the process. Um, Alex, has out here and gone through maybe fifteen properties. Yeah, I just went through twenty one. There you go,
1: twenty one. And I. I whittled it down to probably about, here, I'll tell you exactly how many. So out of 20 properties, one, two, three, four. Four that I would want to go see. There you go. Now I'm going to take those four and I'm going to research a little bit. And out of those four, I'll probably come back with maybe two. So think about that. So three out of 20. So out of 100, you're talking about 10 to 15 homes that I would get in my car and go see. I'm going to say it was about 20% of what you looked at you liked. And then that would whittle it down again. So, Yep. So, it, I would say it, on average, maybe if you're here's another thing, and again, I don't like rule of thumbs, but here's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new to the business and you go out and look at 20 homes your first day, and you like 15 of them and you think 15 of them are good deals, you're doing something wrong. Gotcha. So, stop, take a breath, and forget about those and start over. Pull, you, should, you got to look at fifteen. You should you should see maybe three, maybe that have potential.
0: Kind of take it like you keep saying, uh, or you said last week on the rule of thumb. Take your emotions out of it. You know, yeah. take that. That's yeah. a big, a big focal. Point. But
1: it's it's hard to do that when you don't know even what you don't know right. when you're so new. Right. So again, that has to come with time. But again, that's a rule of thumb that'll protect you, and the protection is. If you see fifteen or twenty homes and you like three quarters of them, or even half, and you think they could really be some good deals in there, you're probably looking at things with rose-colored glasses. So like. you either hit the you either hit the powerball or you're a <laughs> yeah. little uh, yeah. And I don't want to be pessimistic or negative. I just want to be realistic and make sure that the listeners are protecting themselves with due diligence, with education with some maturity, and that, a lot of that's just going to come over time. And and having a good team, a good agent, a good mentor to help you, a good accountant, a good attorney, good contractors, the, the team of successful, highly successful people is going to help you be successful. There we go. Alex, listen, I, I think for, it, unless you have anything else you
0: want to talk about today about how, you know, getting rich, sitting at home in your pajamas, I think that might be about it for, for this uh, this informative broadcast.
1: I don't I can just I want to emphasize how important this is to be become really good at this because this is a big one. You only have so many hours in a day. So this is super critical. You're going to waste a whole lot of time at first. It's going to take a long time to do what I can do in in minutes and seconds honestly, but you'll get there. Don't lose the faith and
0: good luck. Think about it this way. Put Facebook down and do this. Put Twitter down and do you know and, and start looking at properties this way while you're having your cup of coffee in the morning. Have your laptop next to you, you know. Instead, it, it's it seems like there's you really do. We live in an era in an era now where you have to maximize every minute of every day, of, and, and especially in this industry when you're investing. Um, you're showing us right now how important it is to the how literally it's uh, time is of the essence and time is money. So, guys, uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to this broadcast. Uh, This has been Adam for for the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. With me, as always, has been the great Alex Deacon, the Deacon himself. Alex, thank you so much for being here. Thank
1: you, Adam. Good luck, everybody. All right,
0: guys, and we will see you next week with a brand new informative podcast coming to you. Thanks, guys.